1: The Tennessee Titans must avoid making these moves this offseason. I'll tell you what they are on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On
0: Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I have heard some insane moves that the Titans should make this all season and they are all complete. Nonsense. I'm going to go over signing a high-priced running back, drafting a tight end in the top 10, cutting a money Hooker. Absolute nonsense. I'll dive into all of it on today's show before I do. Thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. It's your team every day. Here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But with that being said, I saw something the other day. A prediction for the Titans that just absolutely blew my mind. Drove me insane. A pro football focused writer named John Macri. And look, my intention here is not to just crap on John Macri. I'm sure he does great work. But he had the perfect free agent fit for the Titans as Josh Jacobs, the running back from the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know how else to say it, but that is one of the dumbest things that I have ever heard. That is one of the dumbest pairings I have ever seen. Number one, right now, the market estimation for Josh Jacobs is $11.5 million per season. That means that with Derrick Henry's dead money of $4 million, Josh Jacobs' money of $11 million and Tajay Spears' money around a million, the Titans would be paying $16 million for their running back position, which is exactly what they paid last year. Why would they do that? Why in the world would the Titans do that? Why in today's NFL, where the last 14 Super Bowl winners, the leading rusher in the Super Bowl made less than $5 million? Why, would, why in the world? would the Titans commit that much of their cap space to the running back position? It, it just makes no sense whatsoever to do that. Any of these names. I don't want to just point out Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley. Why in the world would the Titans pay $7 million, $8 million, $11 million respectively for any of those players? That is not the way you build a successful team in the NFL. Now look, I can already hear the comments. Look at Christian McCaffrey. He makes $15 million. None of these running backs are Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs in NFL history. He is basically a wide receiver and a running back. And he's great at both. There is no one like Christian McCaffrey in the NFL. There isn't. So, to me, you look at the names that are actually available, you can say Christian McCaffrey all you want. Well, Christian McCaffrey's not available. All right? Josh Jacobs. Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, and Saquon Barkley are available. And they are not Christian McCaffrey. Why, oh why, would the Titans do that? If you're going to pay a running back anything, why would you not just keep Derrick Henry? It's just insane. And again, just so many times over this offseason, we have seen people on the outside have zero clue about the Tennessee Titans. That is why, in my opinion, the Locked On Titans podcast is so successful. Because not only do I understand the free agency, the cap, who's available, but I know the Tennessee Titans. You know the Tennessee Titans. Yes, you, listening right now. You know the Tennessee Titans better than any of these national voices. I had somebody in my comments earlier this week say this is why real football guys don't like the Callahan Hire. No, the real football guys didn't want Mike Rabel. So I'm sorry, but it's just insane when you hear some of these national pundits make these fits for the Titans. None of these free agent fit articles I went through recently had the Titans with a wide receiver, with a cornerback, with an offensive tackle. A running back? We're going to do that again? No, we're not doing that again. So absolutely insane. The Tennessee Titans cannot, must not go out and pay a high price for a running back. They simply cannot do that. Insanity is what it is. Again, you're going to have $4 million in dead money on Derrick Henry because of void years. Even if you bring Derrick Henry back, whatever you pay him, add on another $4 million. So why, oh why, would they go out and pay someone more expensive? And again, Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears was the third best running back in the entire NFL out of the rookies. Jameer Gibbs had a really good year. Obviously, you got Bijan John Robinson. But behind them, it's Tajay Spears who should be getting more opportunities this year and getting a bigger role in 2024. Not a minimized role behind Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard. What are we doing? Tajay Spears might be better than Tony Pollard already. So, it just blows my mind when I see this stuff. The Tennessee Titans are going to be smart enough to not do this. And again, I think the Titans... Look, Tajay Spears can't be Derrick Henry. He can't be the bell cow back getting 20 carries per game. That's not what you should do in today's NFL anyways. You need a committee. You need a whole lineup, a duo of guys who can go out and take turns attacking the defense. So if you're going to get somebody to combine with Tajay Spears, you don't do an expensive top-of-the-market free agent running back. You go get a bargain option, and there will be plenty. Here are some names that I really like this year. DeAndre Swift, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss. Like, I would take all of those guys for less than $5 million before I would pay Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley $11 million. What are we doing? What are we doing? And if you don't want to do any of that, then go draft another one. Now, this isn't a very good draft class for running backs, but there will be day two and day three running backs or undrafted free agent running backs that you can come in and get value out of to pair with Tajay Spears and be Spears' backup and be that rotational running back. It just, a pairing like Josh Jacobs in the Tennessee Titans has a total disregard for where the Titans are as a team, has a total disregard for where the NFL is with the position. Like, it just makes zero sense, and the Titans must avoid doing that. Point blank, period. Let me know who you would like to pair with Tajay Spears down below. I know a lot of people are going to say Derek Henry. Think outside the box. If the Titans don't bring Derrick Henry back, which we're going to talk about next week, who would you want to pair with Tajay Spears from the bargain bin in running back free agency or in the draft? Let me know. Speaking of the draft, there's a draft pairing with the Titans at number seven that I simply just think is absurd. And it's Brock Bowers, the tight end, From Georgia. I'm going to explain why. Before I do, though. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash always delivers. I mean that figuratively and literally, of course. Whether you want a good meal, whether you want groceries, whether you want retail items, DoorDash is going to come through in the clutch. And speaking of the clutch, the big game is this weekend... If you need someone to come in, in the clutch, come through in the clutch for you, it's going to be DoorDash. Whether it be pregame, halftime, two-minute warning, after the game, doesn't matter. You know you can hop on DoorDash and get anything that you need delivered directly to you. Make sure that you go to the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKED23. You're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. On your first order, again, don't forget, use the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So easy, in fact, that you can make an entry on Prize Picks in sixty seconds or less. So here's how it works. Prize Picks has projections for every player. Pat Mahomes, two hundred and fifty passing yards. Travis Kelsey, five catches. Uh, Taylor Swift, six appearances on the screen. I made that one up, but you know, Christian McCaffrey, forty receiving yards. Debo Samuel, seventy total yards. You guys get what what I'm saying here. All you got to do is say whether the player is going to do more or less than the price picks projection. You pick two to six players, and if you win, you can get up to 25 times your money. And with the big game right around the corner, price picks has a way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You could turn $10 into 1,000. It does expire. After the big game. So make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL. Use the code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Don't forget, if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prizepicks. So go to prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. I'm going over moves the Titans must avoid this offseason. We talked about not paying a high priced running back in free agency. Now I want to look at a draft move that the Titans simply cannot make. Before I get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Want to let you guys know next week, next week is going to be off season roadmap week. I'm going to go over in-house free agents the Titans should bring back or let go. Players that the Titans should cut, one of them not being Amani Hooker, who we will talk about at the end of today's show. What salary cap space the Titans are going to have. What free agents they should bring in. What draft moves they should make. So we're going to have free agency mock. We're going to have a mock draft to end the week, going over cap mechanisms, all that. Off-season roadmap week is next week. Do not miss it. Get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But again, Brock Bowers from Georgia, fantastic tight end. Let me say this as a disclaimer before I tell you why the Titans should not draft Brock Bowers at number seven. All right, let me tell you this. Brock Bowers is a really good player. He's a top 10 prospect. I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. I think he is an excellent receiving tight end. He is a good blocking tight end. I had somebody on Twitter tell me that Brock Bowers is the best blocking tight end of all time. And I i mean, I don't quite get that. He's, you know, whatever. Um, you're not going to find any draft people who are telling you that he's some elite blocker. Um, but he's a good blocker. And he's going to be a great receiving tight end. And I think Brock Bowers is a good player who deserves to be drafted in the first round. No doubt about it. But it makes no sense! For the Tennessee Titans to be the team that drafts him at number seven. What are we doing with that? That is just insane. All right, look. I look at tight end like I look at running back. If you have a team that has a good quarterback, that has good wide receivers, that has a good offensive line, that has a good pass rush, and you can afford to take a luxury pick, then sure, you could consider a tight end that early. But when you're the Tennessee Titans and you have no one on the offensive line and you have very little talent at wide receiver and you have very little talent in your secondary, why in the world would you use a luxury pick in the top 10 on a tight end? How often has that worked out for teams to take tight ends that early in the draft? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Look at the last four teams in the NFL this year. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the 49ers, And the Detroit Lions, Travis Kelsey, third round, George Kittle, fifth round, Mark Andrews, third round, Sam Laporta, second round. And the Lions were one of those teams that could take luxury picks last year. So they take Sam Laporta with one of the top picks in the second round. Like, the Titans are not in a position to do that, and the best tight ends in the NFL were not first-round picks. I mean, two guys who are pretty good, TJ Hawkinson, David Ninjoku, good first-round picks. But taking a tight end at number 7, what are we doing? That would be absolutely insane. Kyle Pitts is better than he has been because Arthur Smith did not use him correctly and prioritized Jonu Smith over him. So I'm not going to sit here and crush Kyle Pitts. But at the end of the day, how did that work out? The Titans have way too big of needs at more important positions to do that. And you look at the players that should be available. To the Titans, Joe Olt, Olu Fashionu, not Marvin Harrison Jr., but Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, with Alt and Fashanu. Fashionu, I keep saying that wrong, Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, and Malik Neighbors, that's five guys right there who would make great sense for the Titans, who I would all take over Brock Bowers, all right? The only way the Titans don't have the chance to draft one of those guys is if only one quarterback goes in front of the Titans. That is not happening. There will, at minimum, be two quarterbacks and most likely be three quarterbacks. And if three quarterbacks go, that means the Titans would have their pick of two of the remaining guys, which would probably be Fashionu and Adunze, or Fashionu and Neighbors. And if the Titans take a tight end in Brock Bowers over those guys, I will pull my hair out, man. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, again, Brock Bowers is a good player. He should be drafted in the mid first round, in my opinion, to a team that can afford to make that pick. But it does not make sense for the Titans to do that based on their situation as a team and based on the historical data that we have for tight ends. It doesn't make any sense. And you talk about Brian Callahan. Go look at Brian Callahan's history here. When has he ever prioritize the tight end position in a way that it would make sense to draft Bowers. 2015 Denver Broncos championship. They had Owen Daniels. All right? You look at Hayden Hurst with the Bengals. The year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. C.J. Uzama. I think C.J. Uzama would be a good fit for the Titans if he ends up hitting the market as a third tight end to go with Josh Wiley. But that's a different conversation for a different day when we talk free agency, of course, right? But... It just doesn't make any sense. Brian Callahan's history, he doesn't prioritize tight end on the offense. And he told you, he has explained this. Outside receivers are what is most important. Winning over the middle of the field is easier to do than winning on the outsides. You need playmakers on the outside. So, for me, it the Titans cannot pass on... Olu Fashanu, Fashanu. I'm going to struggle with that the whole draft season. Give me a break. Fashanu, they cannot pass on Roma Dunze for a tight end. They simply cannot. They cannot do that. Again, Brian Callahan's history, what he prioritizes on offense, historical data within the NFL on the best tight ends in the NFL. It it just makes no sense. So, I'm sorry, If you're a bulldog, if you love Brock Bowers, whatever it is, I'm not telling you he's a bad player. I think he's a good player who should be drafted in the first round. What I am telling you is the Titans must avoid doing that because it makes no sense for their situation. So, let me know down below. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'm sure there will be a mixture of both, but that's how I feel. Our final conversation today, some dumb, misinformed, Conversation online about Amonty Hooker and how the Titans should cut him this offseason. And it's absolutely absurd. And I'm gonna explain why. Before I do though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Better Help Online Therapy. All right. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing again. I've been covering my grievances. It's like Festivus in here. Do not draft a high-priced running back or pay a high-priced running back, I mean. Do not drop Brock Bowers. At number seven, and I'm going to tell you why you do not cut a money Hooker. I have to get these things off my chest. Look, therapy can be different for everyone, and I admit most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, but it's still important to get things off our chest every once in a while. I've done therapy. It's fantastic, and if you're thinking about starting therapy, make sure that you give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be flexible, suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Titans fans, let's continue and cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about not signing high-priced running backs in free agency. Absolutely, asinine. on. We talked about not drafting Brock Bowers at number 7 for the Tennessee Titans. But now I got to talk about, and I put this last, because I don't like to amplify these stupid opinions and these stupid things that people say. But at the end of the day, if I don't say it and explain why it's dumb— Then it starts to take off, and I get tons of people asking me, and I just kind of squash it now. The Titans should not cut Amani Hooker. I'll get into why. Before I do, though, thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Like I said earlier, next week is off-season roadmap week. I'm going to go over in-house free agents, who to sign, who to let go, cap cuts, who needs to be cut from the roster to bring in additional cap space free agency moves, draft moves. Going to do a whole breakdown of the salary cap and where the Titans are at, and we're going to do it in chronological order, just like the offseason goes. So excited. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. But, saw a tweet earlier this week saying the Titans absolutely need to cut Imani Hooker. And let me tell you, that's absolutely insane. And it doesn't make any sense. And here's why. And if you're new to my show, and you just found the show within the last few weeks, and you weren't with me the last few off seasons when I break down, I dive into the cap. You are going to have a way better understanding of how contracts work, of how the salary cap works, of how player price points actually come about. You're going to understand that way more if you're not somebody who's up to date on all that stuff or follows all that stuff. And we're going to start with a little conversation here. So Amani Hooker's cap hit. Forget the... Three years, $30 million. Oh, he's $10 million. No. Get rid of all those thoughts. Unlearn everything that you ever thought you knew. All right? Cap hit is what matters. And that is a combination of your bonus money in a given year and your salary in a given year. And this year, Amani Hooker's cap hit, what he will actually cost against the salary cap, is $9.3 million. Just for reference, All right, just for reference, that is 19th among safeties in the NFL. So Imani Hooker is the 19th highest paid safety. That is nothing. That is not expensive. That is not a a price tag that's too high to pay where you need to cut bait with him. Imani Hooker is a turnover machine. He's a ball Hawkeye, as I like to say, out of Iowa, of course. Imani Hooker is on a very cost-controlled, very bargain-like contract for the type of play he gives you when he's out on the field. He is a solid, I would say, 10 to 15 ranking safety. He is a starting safety in the NFL. Is he elite? No. But is he terrible and needs replaced? No. He's a solid, good safety who can play man coverage, who can play zone coverage, who can play back deep, who can play in the box, who creates turnovers. And in Denard Wilson's defense, that is secondary forward and secondary focused, Amani Hooker has a chance to have a fantastic season. All right? So, number one, just on its face, money and talent, you wouldn't want to get rid of Amani Hooker anyways when you have $80 million in cap space. This isn't like last year where the Titans need to do everything that they can to carve out salary cap space. They don't need to, you don't cut one of your top three top four best players on defense just for saving money when you have the second most cap space in the NFL. It doesn't make any sense at all. Let's dive even deeper here. Let's say the Titans did cut Amani Hooker. They would have $5 million in dead cap. So even if you cut Amani Hooker at $9.3 million, you got to have $5 million of that on your cap no matter what. So you're only saving $4.3 million. And then what are you going to do? Go out and sign another safety who costs more than $5 million. So instead of paying Imani Hooker $9.3 million, you're going to pay $5 million for Imani Hooker plus another safety, which is going to be more than $9 million total. Why would you do that? When you need another starting safety, when you need a top cornerback, when you need uh, another wide receiver when you need two offensive linemen like it just doesn't make any sense from a, a resource allocation standpoint it doesn't make any sense from a budget managing standpoint to cut a starting level player on a bargain friendly contract when you have to eat money for him anyways if you want to get rid of money hooker Do it after this year. Then you only have $2.5 million in dead cap and you get $8.5 million in savings and you won't have as much salary cap space. That is when you do it. You don't do it right now. And now you got to replace two starting safeties. Like the Titans do need to add a safety in free agency. I think that they do. But it's someone to pair with Monty Hooker on a budget deal. And you have a money hooker who can go back and play that deep free safety position and look at the quarterback's eyes and make breaks on the ball and create turnovers. That is what you want a money hooker to do. This year, he had to play a ton of man coverage on tight ends because the Titans didn't have anybody else. It's the same thing that happened to Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard is a good zone player who can read the quarterback's eyes, play that robber position over the middle of the field, play back deep to read the quarterback's eyes, break on the ball, make turnovers. When you ask Kevin Byard to play man coverage on tight ends, when you ask Amani Hooker to consistently play man coverage on tight ends, you're not utilizing the best skill set he has, and you're not utilizing him in the way that's best for the football team. So sign a safety that can do that for less than $8 million, which there will be plenty of this year and keep Imani Hooker and let him do what he does best. Out of all the players on this roster that would make sense to cut, which again, we're going to get into in next week's offseason roadmap. Imani Hooker is not one of them. It doesn't make sense from a money standpoint. It doesn't make sense from a roster standpoint. It is absolutely absurd. All right, now in fairness, I will say, where I saw this come from, the person did not understand how the salary cap works in the first place. They did not understand how the money soaks up. If you cut Amani Hooker right now, all of the money that he's owed the rest of the way soaks up into this year. And if you cut Amani Hooker after June 1, you don't even get the savings until after June the first. And then it doesn't help you in free agency when all of the options that you want to replace him are going to be gone anyways. So there is no way. There is no way to make it make sense. financially. Roster talent, budgeting, I I, I don't, like, there is no way. I try, I try to be a lawyer here on the show. I try to say, hey, this is how I feel. This is why. But, but, I could see if people feel this way. This is the other side of looking at it. I don't agree with that, but that's the other logical way to look at it. There is no other logical way to look at this. Cutting a Monty Hooker would be absolutely insane. And it doesn't make any sense at all. So, there you go. Do not pay a high-priced free agent running back. Do not drop Brock Bowers at number seven. And do not cut Amani Hooker. Those are my must-avoid moves for the Titans. A lot to talk about, though, the rest of this offseason. Again, make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed. It's the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world for a few years running now for a reason. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Roland, and this was Locked on Titans.